What's crackalacking, boys and girls? Coming to you live and direct from the planet Uranus. It is another episode of the Real Nostalgia Podcast. Uh, what's going on, guys? We are coming to you live and direct with another live episode. Um, I think we enjoy doing these because we do it in person. But I guess you could say this is a special occasion because it's uh, like New Year's. It is actual New Year's today. So uh, let me uh, preface this by saying... Uh, you might hear like uh, fireworks in the background uh, going yeah. off. And then for some reason, my neighbor decided to buy a skateboard this week, and now he's doing kickflips in the backyard right next to us. So you could probably hear him too. Mind you, it's like ten o'clock at night. Yeah, that we're doing this, so it's a little weird. <laughs> I had a whisper, so he doesn't hear me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we are recording another live uh, episode of the Renault Satchel Podcast. Uh, social distance, of course. Um, it's like we're, it's still weird that we do this. Like, yeah, this. I know. I still get kind of scared. Like, what? <laughs> what I do this like a lot. <laughs> but that's because I'm a freak with COVID. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, another episode. I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast as usual. Uh, we're going to start doing the new format with this. So what, what we want to do is we want to transition in the new format with the next with the next pod. So basically, the new format is going to be the same old thing. It just may not necessarily be so devoted to our time at the movie theater. It might be shit about uh, back in the day, around that time, after we left the movie theater, during that time. Uh, random stories, but it's gonna be a lot more uh, focused on movies and uh, I guess pop culture. Fuck it. Uh, what other? <laughs> yeah. Like every other podcast in the fucking world. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's what we're gonna do. So today, what we wanted to do is we want to give you guys uh, our ten best movies that we've seen this 2020 to kind of give you guys. Uh, a taste of our taste to kind of show you what kind of taste we have with a, movies. A taste of our taste? It's a little sexual, dude. It happens, brother. You know what I mean? It's New Year's Eve. I'm drinking, uh, brother. What's up, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we're going to do. Uh, how you doing, Ruben? Pretty good. Hey, can you, can you hear me when I whisper like this? Yeah, I can hear you. So the reason why I'm whispering is because a kid who's skateboarding, uh -huh. his dad's like a hardcore alcoholic. And so he'll come out here like... He might beat her ass with the skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then why do you keep bringing it up, bro? Okay, I'll stop now. <laughs> uh, once again, Ruben, how you doing? Pretty good, dude. <laughs> how you doing on this lovely New Year's Eve? It's pretty cold, man. Yeah, it's a little chilly. I think it's like 50-something right now. I would think Uranus would be a lot more humid, you know? Uranus? You mean Uranus? <laughs> <laughs> it's like some plutonium filled fucking I, Uranus. I, uh, bizarre I, world. <laughs> I failed science class. Sorry. <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, it's a little cold outside right now. It's cold for Californians because as of right now, it's like fifty degrees, and like this is like nothing compared to people in Chicago or fucking New York because they're like negative degrees. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we're just over here chilling. Like, <laughs> fifty yeah. degrees. This is like sweater weather. For... We got the beanies and the hoodies. And... <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, I can only imagine the place where you have to buy like a winter coat. Like this, the states and cities where you have that's like a mandatory. Like you know what I mean? Oh, do people buy them here? Because you'll see like I guess, but you know what I mean? Like when you're in Chicago, they're like you need a winter. Coat, no, yeah, but you know what, I mean? what I'm saying is people buy them here and they use them for one day out of the year. But oh, they yeah, have yeah, to have yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then they take a bunch of they take a a bunch of stroke live on the air. No, <laughs> so so I've been grinding my teeth recently. Okay, and I, I I bit my tongue. Dude, how many teeth related injuries are you gonna have on this <laughs> pod, dude? Uh -huh. I I think it's just like me grinding them is causing all my issues. Uh huh. You're doing this while you're asleep. Yeah, when I'm sleeping. Yeah. And like I bit the side of my tongue. Like I caught it when yeah. I was sleeping and it like woke me up. So now it's like all swollen, like the side of my tongue. Oh, fuck. So I might I might stumble on some words because it kinda hurts to talk. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Great job <laughs> scheduling a podcast when that happens. I know. <laughs> we got that and the fireworks and the oh, shit. and the skateboarder. Yeah. <laughs> Stop saying it, bro. Okay. 
<laughs> don't put that bad karma in the air. You know what I mean? You don't want it to travel. He's like listening in on a fucking transistor radio. Like, what the fuck? I know. <laughs> he got it for Christmas. Like one of those make your own radios. A CB radio, dude. That'd be wild. <laughs> candy cane. Hello, candy cane. Breaker, breaker, one nine. <laughs> Any lot lizards around here? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, have you seen anything good this week or you want to talk about anything? Yeah, actually, I, I saw a few movies this week. Uh huh. What'd you see? Um, so. Damn, that's wild loud. <laughs> I know the fireworks. Oh my God, bro. We're just starting, dude. <laughs> I hope this isn't peeking in your ears while you guys are listening to this shit. I know all the fireworks. <laughs> so I saw, so I saw two movies this week that are actually in my top ten. Uh huh. And I saw just kind of real quick. I saw Soul. Okay. Which, which is, I mean, really awesome. And then I saw a movie called Spontaneous. I'll get to that later. I know which one. That's the the zombie like teen drama one, right? Yeah, but it's not zombies. It's, oh, okay, okay. And yeah. then, so then the other movie I saw that didn't make my top ten. Yeah, was uh, Random Acts of Violence. Have you seen that one? No, it's I don't with, know. With Jay Baruchel, he directed it. No, I haven't seen it. This is like his first movie he directed, and it's um. Didn't he direct Goon? Did he? No, I don't think so. I thought he did. Yeah, I thought so. I think oh, he directed okay. Goon one and two. I could be wrong. Uh, <laughs> go for it. Okay. Wait, yes. So anyway, um, it's it's about this guy who who like. He writes comic books, and then uh-huh. he got the subject of his comic book is like a killer, like in the seventies. And it comes to life. Well, what happens is um, <laughs> he starts writing this comic, and then the killer like gets a hold of the comic, yeah. and then he just stops. So there's like no murders for like a long time. And um, he directed Goon Two, not Goon One. Oh, okay. Have you seen Goon Two? No, I heard Neither. it's good. But... Goon One was good. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. And um, so anyway, he has like a writer's block, and he's like, okay, let's. The killer was like an I ninety killer. And so they're like, okay, let's just take a road trip down I-90. And then there's like a convention we're going to go to, a signing. And then I'll get like, he needs to finish his last comic, like his finale. The guy, yeah. Yeah. So then anyway, they book like all these motels and everything. And then they go for it. And then, um, yeah, just the killer, like, you know, obviously still lives in that area. Yeah. And he is a fan of the comics. Then he comes out on a radio station, local radio station. And then, like, he pretty much says, like, yeah, I have no ending to my story. And that, like, triggers a killer. He's like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to go kill more people now. And um, he pretty much kills people like the comic books, so like they're pretty gruesome, you know. Yeah. And um, dude, it had like one of the like best mur- like kills I've seen like whole, really? the whole year. Yeah. It's like, super brutal. Like, he he just like a dude with a with like a knife. You know what I mean? And um, he just like he hyped himself up. Like he stopped this car stopped like on the side of the road, and had a flat tire. And then he he gets out and he's like flashing them from behind, and then like he's like freaking them all out. And then he just, like, he's standing there, and he just gets, like, all pissed off. And then he just, like, flips out, and he, like, smashes the window and just starts, like, stabbing the dude. But, like, it, it was just, like, so brutal, you know? Like, you know, I don't really see, like, stuff like that anymore, like, in movies. Uh-huh. So it like, pretty... it was too brutal? No, I mean, not for me. But I'm just saying, like, oh. but it was, like, the, it was, like, really realistic. He just stabbed the shit out of that guy, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and then, like, the pat, the driver's side was, was his girlfriend, and she's trying to get out the door, and he just, like, stabs her leg. And as she's sliding out the door, it just like goes all the way down her leg. It's just like, yeah. real, you know, it just seemed really like, really wild. Did you ever see Possessor? No, dude. Oh, that's a, that would be what that sounds like. What you're describing. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, the kills in that are so gnarly. Like it's so over the top. Like you can tell they're cutting into like a fake, uh, fake stomach, but it's just so like visceral because it's like like twenty stabs. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's how this is. Yeah. So it has like really good kills and like it's really gory. It's pretty good. I, I I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I thought you didn't like it. No, I did. I did. I said I didn't make my top ten. Oh, got but it. But like, got I it. like it. I recommend got it. Got it. Got it's got really it. good. For and sure. um, it's just it's an hour and twenty minutes, which is like beautiful. Like. Yeah, it flies by. Yeah, and um, yeah, I recommend it. It's good. You okay. Should, should check it out. Anything else you see? Uh, just soul and spontaneous. But I'll talk about them in a little bit. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> what did I watch this week? I watched uh, I guess two movies. 
I think. I don't know. I might have watched more. I can't really tell. I've been reading a lot lately again. Um, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have like a stack of comic books too that I had to go through. So like I've been running through uh, Mr. Strange, but um, yeah, uh, or what is it? Strange Adventures. I'm sorry, not Mr. Strange. Strange Adventures by uh, uh, Tom King and Mitch Gerard, the guys that wrote Mr. Miracle. And I like it just had like them backlogged and just like oh, ran okay. through a bunch of them. But then I also started reading uh, Ready Player Two, which is frustrating because I had already started another book mm-hmm. called Tacos USA. Oh, okay. This LA Times writer Gustavo Ariano. He's like a local writer. He talks about tacos all the time and. Uh, he wrote a book and it's basically about like latin latin history mixed yeah. with like the, the tacos and how like like mexican like mexican food is it wasn't pretty good? necessarily mexican but it's like it's yeah it's really good it's really good it talks about how like tamales were huge in like the early 1900s oh, okay. which i had no idea yeah <laughs> um but yeah so uh i was reading that but then i started reading ready player 2 cuz you had got it for me for christmas yeah and uh, I started reading it, and I was, like, really frustrated by the four, four, uh, the first four chapters, and I was, like, over it. And then it just, like, hooked me. And so I'm on the 17th chapter right now. I think there's 35 chapters. So I'm, like, I'm cranking through it right now. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm on page, like, 200 and something. I think it's, like, a 350-page book. But it reminds me a lot of, like, Harry Potter, like, that's, that's, that style of, like, oh, okay. I could see this keep going on and on and on. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? But I enjoy it. And the funny thing is I think this, w- this version would make a better movie than the first one. Oh, really? Yeah, but I, it's, like, so, it's so gnarly. I don't know how you would make this one it just sounds like a better movie so he he started writing it after the movie right this one so do you think he wrote it because he's like he's like oh like my movies work good and i mean my uh, books i don't know like people are people don't like his writing they get like really annoyed by his writing uh-huh. because it's like overly like pop culture like he he jams so much shit in there you're just like oh my god like oh okay oh the dog's name is jack named after john hughes's son and then he's like, oh, then you turn around and like you're walking through the hall and then he meets the wife who's named after this and this. And so he's like says a dungeon and drag. Yes. He like acknowledges what he's oh, saying. Okay. And so it kind of get get very frustrating because it's like, just tell the story, dude. Like, yeah, we get the references. Like, that's why we're, you know, that's like, like the cool thing about references. Like if you pick up on it, you pick up on it. But if you don't, yeah, you, you don't just have go to, over you your know head. What I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, I watched uh, Sylvie's Love. And I watched The Last Shift. And Sylvie's Love, uh, I've been, I wanted to watch a long time ago. Um, I got a screener for it, but I just didn't do it. But the reason I want to do it is because Barry Jenkins did his watch along. He does, he like does watch alongs sometimes, uh-huh. but he gets like really drunk when he does them. <laughs> and so like on Twitter, you can like follow his threads and it's just like him getting more and more drunk. And so it's like him by like the third or fourth glass of wine. He's like, ooh, he's like typing, ooh, child. Like, <laughs> you're just like, what is going on, dude? And, uh, but he said some really fantastic things about it. Uh, it's a great looking movie. It's like a beautiful looking movie. Is that Last Shift? No, this is uh, uh, Sylvie's Love. Oh, okay, okay. Sylvie's Love is a beautiful movie. Beautiful, beautiful looking movie. It's shot in uh, Super 16. Uh-huh. Um, and the cinematographer is fuck. I forgot his name, but it's like God, God level cinematographer. Um, and it's a good movie, but you got to think of context. So the guy wanted to make a movie that's like a true fifties movie for like a black audience. Uh-huh. So like everything about the characters, like the way they're they're they talk, they're like their uh, pentameter, I guess you would say, like the way they talk, their rhythm of it is like yeah. old fifties forties movies. Oh, okay. So it's like oh, say like kind of shit like that, but yeah. they're doing it on purpose. You know what I mean? To make like a fifties movie like that. Is this the guy who did Bill Street? No, Barry Jenkins. That's the guy who directed. He was just watching it. That's why I oh, wanted to watch it. Okay. Like, so I was like, all right, let me watch this. You know oh, what okay, I mean? yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it's it's like I said, it, I recommend the way it looks is good, but it didn't get me uh, like as a movie I want to rewatch. Oh, okay. I mean, but the guy in it, he's like a this is his first time role. I thought he was like so good. I thought he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be a star. And oh, the other okay. chick is Tessa Thompson, who everybody knows is like Valkyrie from the Thor movies. And oh, right. She was a lot of movies. And then I saw The Last Shift because you had reminded me about yeah. it. Yeah. 
And uh, it's not a great movie. It's got problems because it's like trying to tackle these huge themes. Um, it's trying to tackle like white privilege and shit like this in like oh, an okay. hour and 20 minute movie. Yeah. And so it does like real surface level stuff like that. So like it's like great to show somebody who doesn't know about any of that. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But some people I'm assuming would get frustrated by watching that because you're just like, it's kind of hey. like in your face. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, mm-hmm. not tongue in cheek, but uh, on the nose. Yeah. Okay. But Richard Jenkins is a fucking god. God level actor, and there's like one specific scene that is probably gonna haunt me for a while because he's just that fucking good. Like he's just, he's that good. Like I'm not saying he saved the movie, but there's one specific scene in where you're just like fuck, and that happens with a lot of bad movies I see sometimes, and I'm just like that scene. That's why that guy's a fucking good actor. Oh, okay, you know? yeah. But uh, yeah, it might get lost this movie. And then I saw something else, and I can't remember what I fucking saw. Hey, that movie Last Shift could yeah. it be a sequel to Waiting, just like Way in the Future? <laughs> like, no, 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 no. It's way more heartfelt than that. Because oh, okay. the story is about a guy who gets out of jail, mm-hmm. and he's looking for a job, and the only job he can get is like a, a midnight, the overnight shift at a burger joint. Yeah. And Richard Jenkins is leaving the Richard the the burger joint. Is after it like, retiring? Or yeah, thirty eight years, and he's got this whole scheme to uh, go pick up his mom who's like elderly mom and like live with her in Florida. Oh, he makes like no money. He's like living basically below the poverty line. Uh It's revealed uh, throughout the movie all this shit, but it's it goes a lot like throughout. He gets frustrated because he's like kind of stuck in the past, and you don't think that you think he's like a nice guy, but it's like revealed that you know he thinks he's like always like, well, what do you mean you guys like you guys? Uh, I have privilege, kind of shit like that. You know what I mean? Like what do you? Oh mean? yeah, yeah. And so oh, okay. it can get a little frustrating. Yeah, I mean, it's a little. But the characters, like I wish if they would have flushed him out. But it's cool because I didn't know that that guy made. Uh, he made like a really good documentary a couple years ago called Night School, and I totally didn't know that he made that movie. And it's about people go four people that go to night school. And it's a documentary, and they used to play it on PBS all the time. But it's really fucking good. Uh, but this is his first feature. But if he keeps doing good movie, I, it's like it's not a bad movie. Yeah, I liked it better than I did Sylvie's Love. Oh, okay, but it's not the greatest movie. Yeah, you know what I mean? but I saw something else that I wanted to see. That I am. It's like fuck. I, I can't remember, dude. I don't know if it was a Amazon movie. I felt like it was something that was playing at a film festival. And I totally forgot what I saw. Damn, dude. Did Anyways. you text us that you were going to watch it? Because I remember you were like saying like you were going to watch two movies. I watched. Ba- I said I wanted to watch Baby Teeth. I didn't get around to oh, watch okay. ba- watching Baby, Baby Teeth. Teeth. I've heard really good things about that. But I saw a fucking movie that like I could have swore I had the chance to see at a film festival. And I didn't. And I kind of fucked up for not seeing it at a film festival because I really enjoyed it. Fuck, I totally forgot. I, it'll come to me because it's like right there on the tip of my tongue right now. But, uh, yeah, um, do you want to get into the list right now? Yeah, we can get into the list. Okay. All, All right, right, so what we're going to do is we're going to do our top ten movies that we've seen this year. Um, I have a bunch of uh, uh, honorable mentions, <laughs> like a gig, <laughs> but we can get into it later. Um, do you want to start? You yeah, I'll start. start. Okay, go for it. So instead of honorable mentions... I pretty much wrote down movies that I that I think would be my top ten that I just uh-huh. didn't get around to watching this year. Yeah. So I have Possessor, Invisible Man. You didn't so- see Invisible Man? No, I I yeah I missed out on it, but like I've been wanting to watch it for the longest time. Sound of Metal, and I'm thinking of ending things. Like I feel like if I would like all those movies could have possibly been in my top ten. It stays with you, but I don't know if it's a good movie. The the I'm thinking of ending things, the Kaufman movie. Oh yeah, I don't I don't know. Like, like it just seems like it's gonna be like real <laughs> creepy and like that like, cool style, you know? Yeah. So anyway, my number ten. is is uh, you cannot kill David Arquette oh, a documentary? A I totally forgot about that. Yeah, that's a good one. That was, it just like it just caught me off guard. 
hard. It was really entertaining. And like I, you like it's one of those movies where like you just cheer for the you know, you just cheer for him throughout the whole movie. I'm just yeah. like, Yeah, you know? So yeah, that's my that's my number ten. I thought it was I recommend it. It's really good. So it's a really fast flowing documentary. It's a real good documentary because it kinda uh it uh blurs the lines of kayfabe really fucking well. So if you know if you don't know what kayfabe is, kayfabe is a term that wrestlers use to describe like uh like not breaking, not breaking the imagination. So like their storylines to them are real, and that's called kayfabe. So like, uh, this guy hates this person, and that's gonna transfer to real life because you don't break the kayfabe for the fans because you don't want to break that storyline. Kind of like how the Undertaker kind of struggles with that a lot. He does. Yeah, there was a. Have you, oh, have you seen that? Did you see the Undertaker documentary? No, but I heard that podcast where he talks about it a little bit. Oh, Fuck, it's is it really Marin? good, dude. Who, somebody, he's on a, somebody's podcast recently, and he talks about it and how like uh, it's like a really or or is it that documentary? Fuck, it might be the documentary. It was like on the, well, the documentary was on the WWE Network. Yeah, but um, I ended up getting it just just so I could watch it. Yeah, but uh, it was really good, dude. Yeah, like, I actually forgot about that. But uh, really yeah, good. so. The, this documentary like uh it melds these two wor- these two things together like a movie and this kayfabe where he's like he's just he plays he plays a character where he's like this wrestler he's like a struggling he's playing himself trying to get back into wrestling but like he starts like fighting with different uh wrestlers and stuff and you don't know if that's he's doing it for the movie or this is a real thing in real life like they don't know each they don't like they don't like each other so like it's pretty cool like and then he does like a backyard mess uh, wrestle wrestling thing to like like the rocky montage he tries to do it in real life and you don't know yeah, if this is funny, like a real dude. thing or it's set up so yeah i highly recommend that documentary if you want to watch it and it's like ruben said it's like real breezy it like flies by i couldn't believe it the first time i saw it i was like what the fuck yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, what's your number 10? Uh, my number 10 is, uh, it's two movies tied, bro. Oh, <laughs> my God. I couldn't do it. It's uh, Bloody Nose, Empty Pockets, and All I Can Say, because I wanted to put uh, these two documentaries in there because I think both of them are worth the people's times. Uh, Bloody Nose, Empty, to- and Empty Pockets, if you guys have uh, heard the podcast before, you probably heard us talk about it. I really enjoyed it. Um, I don't want to say too much about it because it kind of uh, loses the awe of it when you start Googling it, so I would just recommend going into that uh with no uh pretense or anything don't google anything just go into it is that on your list that's on your list the funny thing is it's also a tie on my list (laughs) and the other one was all i can say which is the uh documentary from oscilloscope about the dude from uh blind melon oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. he killed himself yeah and like it's crazy just to know that this guy like recorded everything like as soon as he got famous there he just had a camera on him at all times and it's just wild to see that ride and uh, it's wild that like they finally released these these tapes. You know, it's like so intimate, like the shit he's saying. Yeah. And it's just like it's like the typical story of like you know, artist gets too much money, uh, feels like the world's coming down on him because it's just all about the money at that point and not necessarily about the greater freedom. And yeah, I mean he he ODs and you know it's just like it's wild. Like yeah, it looks crazy. It like looks you like... know what's gonna happen, but it happens and you're just still like fuck. He was like so talented. Is it know? like a real downer at the end? Like one of those? Uh, I don't think so because like you, it's we're so we're so far removed from it. Like it's happened so long yeah. ago you know what i mean it's like almost watching like a brandon lee documentary like you know he dies oh, yeah, and how yeah. he died so i don't think it would like affect you the same way if it would like happen like last week and you're just like wait what you when, know, I, like, when i was so a kid yeah. i saw a documentary about kurt cobain and dude i was yeah. like depressed for a week i forgot what it was called but it was it was really good i didn't remember <laughs> being depressed like like what like, you know what i mean like it was crazy. Yeah. yeah yeah so those two were tied for the last one all right, so my number nine, which is also a tie, yeah, is uh, BC Boy Story and Bloody Nose Empty Pockets. 
like I mean, I mean, you heard about Bloody Nose Empty Pockets. We even talked about it like on a on a previous podcast. It's yeah. just really, really good. Like I wish I could hang out with those people. The quick log line is basically it's about a bar in Vegas that's having their last day, and so all the regular patrons are there, and it's just like a fly on the wall documentary about like. Uh, regulars that go to a bar and the type of characters they are and uh yeah how uh that's like a community of like uh misfit toys yeah exactly yeah and uh, yeah but yeah i don't want to go into any more than that just go in and watch watch it it. it's good really good (laughs) and then bc boy's story is like it just like you kind of know a lot of that information already yeah but it's just really cool seeing it on screen you know what i mean yeah it's cool it's cool the way like it's put together like they're on stage there's a big screen behind them you know what i mean like the director's talking to them for during the show it's just like everything about it's like really cool like I, I really enjoyed that one a lot. Uh, I really enjoy Spike Jones as like one of my all-time favorite directors. Mm-hmm. Um, his path to where he got at is like, I, I like that's like, if I could have any dream path, that would be the path. Like, dude, it seems like he had a really really fun career. You know what I mean? Up, so yeah. he made it. He was this young kid uh, who started making. Um, well, I just my bad, <laughs> dude. I just got a text from somebody like, what? What? Did you just tell me? Holy shit! What? All right. Anyways, <laughs> who was it? Nah, don't worry about it. <laughs> Was it like news or was it like? It caught me off guard. I was like, "Wait, what?" Was it a dick pic? Nah, dude. Nah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what was I saying? <laughs> Spike Jones. <laughs> oh, Spike Jones. He had the career that I wish I could have because he was this young kid uh, who made skate videos. Like, and his skate videos are like classic, legendary skate videos. Who started directing music videos and started working with like real LA underground rap artists and then started working with like these real unique uh, indie artists and then from there got launched into commercials and made some of the craziest commercials you'll ever see in your fucking life and then from there went to making like feature films you know what I mean yeah and he's never like really uh lost the integrity or you know what I mean I mean all his shit is weird like the fat boy slim I have to praise you it's like yeah. dancers outside the El Rey like that's one of the most famous music videos of all time uh-huh. like the far side that where it's all in back it's all backwards it's all in reverse you know what i mean like it's just yeah and then to go to like his first feature film what's spike jones first feature film um it's not it's not uh being john malkovich that's not his no, first no, film, no, right? no i don't think so uh, well anyways he's got you know he's always had a unique perspective unique yeah. voice and so that's cool and then i was also gonna say that like i know it's his uh <laughs> he's gonna get me canceled <laughs> get the buzzer ready people <laughs> All right, I got to go in. Go ahead. Um, but I enjoy, I'm a fan of Aziz Ansari, you know what I mean? Oh, so yeah. he made the last, he directed his last special on film. Yeah. And uh, it's I don't, really. I don't, I don't have to budget for that. <laughs> it's really cool that he did these two things that were like stage plays almost or like one man shows kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, it still translates. It's like quirky. It still has his like quirky style to it, which is cool. Um, my number nine is uh, another documentary. I think it's the last documentary on my fucking list. Uh, Time by, uh, what's her name? Garrett. Garrett. Garrett something. But uh, Time is an amazing documentary. Uh, it's an Amazon documentary. Uh, I saw it earlier this year. Uh, the Underground Museum was doing a screening of it, and I got to watch it, and it was it like broke my heart. The last fifteen minutes of that movie will be will have you as a crying mess. And uh, essentially, it's a story about a family who their father goes to prison because he steals shit. Uh, so they're destitute. The story is the they they're a couple. It's a couple, and they they have like uh, two kids, and so they don't have any money. So they go try to rob banks to get money for the kids. Yeah. And uh, they both get arrested, the mom and the dad. And the dad agrees to take all the blame and go to jail um, and so the mom can be free and take care of the kids. Because uh, okay. she also had a ba- uh, baby on the way at the time. Damn. 
And <laughs> so, yeah, and so it's a story of, like, a 20-year journey of her trying to get her husband free from jail. Wow, dude, that's crazy. And it's crazy because, like, it's, like, all I can say, like, she just had a camera and just recorded everything. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. What's that yeah. called? Time? Time. It's, like, amazing. Write that down, dude. And, that uh, good. It's weird because it's, like, a very, it's, like, it's old footage mixed with new footage. And it's so, like, you see how helpless people can be by the system. You know what I mean? And uh, there's, like, a lot of naysayers about it because people are, like, well, why did they steal in the first place? And it's, like... That's like neither here nor there because you would never you don't know you're not in that situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so yeah, it's like crazy. He finally gets out of jail. It's not a twist or anything. But the last twenty minutes is like the family and the sons like reacting to it. Yeah. And it's like one of the most uh, real things you'll ever see in your fucking life. And I was like a sobbing mess. I could like sobbing mess, bro. It's just like so real because you're just like fuck. That's like real emotion. You know what uh-huh. I mean? And like. Whether or not he was right or wrong, it's like jail affects so many people. Like when somebody goes to prison, it affects so many people. Especially for so long, dude. For so long, yeah. you know? It's like not necessarily just your kids. It's like family members. It's like for the rest of this, for your rest of this life, like people are going to have to support this guy because he can't get a job. And it's like, you know, all these things you don't think about. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's wild. It's it's crazy. It's really, Sounds good, dude. I'm yeah. going to check that one out. Yeah. All right, so my number eight is The Lodge. Have you seen that one? Nah, I heard it was trash. I didn't want to watch it. Not trash, <laughs> To be honest. Dude. It's really, really good. Really? Yeah. It's like super fucked up. Really, really dark movie. And um, it's it's like the pretty much like the gist of it is like this this dad and mom are I mean like there's these kids right and their parents yeah. parents get divorced, and the very beginning of the movie at the mom <laughs> the mom shoots herself in the head and kills herself. Okay. Now the dad gets a new girlfriend. It sounds like the Dark and the Wicked. It's, it's a newer movie, right? Yeah. Okay, so then the, the guy the, that made the Strangers. Oh, that's right. Yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So then anyway, the dad gets a new girlfriend and then yeah, I know the kids don't like her. <laughs> And then they pretty much, she's like, we're going to go take a trip up to this lodge or whatever. And then, like, we're all going to, like, bond so you could, you know, spend time with a new girlfriend. The dad's like, has this crazy job he has to work. And then he has to, like, they get up there and then he has to leave for the job. And then he's like, I'll be back the next day or whatever. And, like, dude, that movie gets, like, super, super dark. Yeah. It has that to do with mental health. And it's, like, it's crazy, dude. It's really it's, stupid, bro. No, it's not. It's really good. <laughs> you know, and this movie, dude, was, like, one of the last movies I've seen in the theater, like, this year. And, like. Oh, you saw it in theater? Yeah. And uh, I remember, dude, because we went, like, me and my buddy, we went to the theater. And, and like, we got there and there was, like, nobody there at the the Puente Hills Mall. Yeah. You know, like, like the Puente Hills Mall is, like, I would say 80% Asian. You know what I mean? Like, a yeah. lot of Asian people go yeah. there. And, like, at that, that time, like, coronavirus is, like was like really huge right and then like it seemed like americans were like whatever about it and then the asians were like fuck this we're, we're packing up and we're staying home yeah so like that mall was completely empty so when we went dude it was like eerie like really really creepy we went there and then, like, i remember like we got in line to order food and the guy behind us was like dude where the fuck is everybody and we're just like ah i don't know i guess you know like because it wasn't like, it was like late february like early March, oh, got it. Okay. so it wasn't still like people were still like going about their business. It was an issue, but it wasn't like shut down. The it NBA, was the like NBA panic hadn't started. Exactly, NBA, NBA yeah, yeah. Tom Hanks was not infected. <laughs> got yet, it, got it, you got know. It, got it. So it was just like really weird because like I feel like we didn't get the message yet, but like yeah. everybody who had family like in China was like fuck this, we're staying home. Yeah, you know. So it was that was like the last movie I saw in the theater where it was just like really really creepy and it kind of like added to like the the vibe of the movie. Yeah, just not for me. I'm just like yeah, I don't I don't think it. so. It's it's kind of more like an A24 horror movie. I would say it's similar like to what it is. It just it does like I don't know. The people are like wildly on opposite sides of it, dude. Like I I could see that, dude. Yeah. If you like A24 horror movies, I definitely recommend it. All right. Uh, my number eight is Palm Springs. 
Um, that's just a movie that like came out of nowhere and everybody was just like, it was the movie that at the time everybody needed because it came out like it was, it was one of the first movies that uh, Hulu released that had a, a big push or a big uh, storyline behind it that this was made for theaters and they were just going to release it on Hulu. Yeah. And when they did, uh, being a time travel movie, like most time travel movies are, people like always want to fucking rewatch it. So mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like multiple rewatching movie, but it just like hit so many uh, of like great notes of a, 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 a rom com, and so it's like a rom com uh, reimagined, I guess you can say. And I really fucking enjoyed it. Uh, I know a lot of people enjoyed the fucking movie. Obviously, <laughs> probably one of the most popular movies of this year. But yeah, uh, I really enjoy that movie. Is that on your list? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, that's my number eight. Uh, enough said. I'm pretty sure most people have seen it. All right, my number seven is Soul, and uh, that's the the Pixar movie. That that just came out on, yeah. on Christmas Day. Uh-huh. Dude, it's like really, really good. It's like up there like with my top like three Pixar movies ever. It's just so good. Like So pretty much the story is this, this jazz musician. He's kind of like his dad died and his dad was a jazz musician. And then like pretty much his family kind of struggled because his dad never really made money because he was following his passion. Yeah. And the mom owns like a... I don't know, like, what was it? Like, uh, I want to say a sweatshop, but she <laughs> wasn't a sweatshop. She's a it was tailor. Like a tailor, yeah, a tailor. Yeah. And um, pretty much she had to like pretty much provide for the family and her son which is what the movie's about yeah. he is also like really trying to like so he was a, a he was musician. a struggling jazz musician who never never uh never let his dream die he always wanted to be a struggling jazz musician but he also needed to support himself so he became a high school band teacher and uh in doing so he still performs jazz and stuff like that and he's still waiting for his big break and in the course of the movie he gets a chance because one of his former students is like hey man i got a gig and like this is with like an all-time great and if you want to come you know this could be it this could be your big break like you've been waiting for and he's like in his uh, mid 40s at this point so he jumps at the chance goes and then on the way to the gig he dies yeah that's like in the first like five ten minutes yeah and so it's about him uh it kind of turns into it's a wonderful life you know you relive the past and stuff like that and kind of find out why it's not necessarily about the end result it's about the journey of and life. i definitely feel like this is like the most adult pixar movie that they've made you know like I, I don't i could see a lot of this stuff flying over kids heads that are like watching it yeah but um yeah it's really good i mean it just kind of like one of those movies especially now like it just makes you like okay you may be a shitty situation but just like try to live your life the best you can you know like yeah with whatever hand you're dealt just just do the best and try yeah. to live your life it was like really good. I, I really recommend it. Yeah, it's wild that the themes that they're playing with in that movie. I know, man. It's pretty intense. Yeah, and then like that movie obviously been has been being made for years already. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like it just it hits like really really hard here and like now. And I just think it was like top notch Pixar, dude. And like it was fucking look beautiful, dude. And four. It looks beautiful. It looks it so was, good, dude. It was. And then the music is so good. Hey, you know who did the score for that? Trent Reznor. Yeah, it was fucking yeah. weird, huh? Yeah. And Atticus Ross. It was yeah. like I was tripping out. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's really good. I recommend it. Uh, the music is good at it. Um, my number seven, we're on seven, right? My number seven yeah. is uh, St. Francis. Uh, I just had a conversation with somebody about this movie. Um, this was one of the last movies I saw in theaters. I think it was this and then First Cow. I saw this in Pasadena. Um, it kind of got lost in the shuffle because it also came out the same week as same week as Never Rarely, Always Sometimes, mm-hmm. which is like getting a mass amount of buzz, and it's like an Oscar favorite already. Um, but I think it just got lost. It's about a girl 
who is like going nowhere in life and uh has like a one night stand um and in doing this she fucking uh, has a baby and it's like or she 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 gets pregnant mm-hmm. and it's a movie about her struggling with like getting an abortion or keeping a baby all while she needs money because she's destitute and so she becomes uh like a, a nanny oh, okay. and she falls in love with this co- the uh the girl that she's like taking care of like not in love love but you know what i mean she, she, she falls uh, she cares for the kid you know what i mean what was that one movie this year with like about an abortion too and it was like on amazon or something you see that one where like these, these two girls that's like... it that's never really always sometimes oh okay yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the, it came out at the same time never really always sometimes <laughs> never really always sometimes is like the one that everybody has seen it's like this is the greatest movie i write I, it's a good movie i don't eliza hitman movie i don't yeah. not don't i would never tell you not to see it it's good but I enjoyed St. Francis uh, a lot more. Maybe it was uh-huh. because it was one of the last movies I saw in theater, but um, it's just a cool cool movie. I, like, really enjoy movies that I feel like I would love to be a part of or, like, could see myself making. And so, yeah, it's this real small film about a girl who's, like, lost in life, like, which I feel like I am all the time. And uh, she doesn't know what to do with her life. She makes a mistake or it's not even a mistake. You know, she just, she has sex and essentially it's like, do I care for the baby? Do I not? Mm. And you know, that's a real heavy thing for somebody to go through, especially when you're alone. And so, uh, yeah, she finds solace in taking care of this little girl. And, uh, yeah, it's fucking, it's, it's heartbreaking. And so, but it's like, a, it's a, uh, like a dramedy. Oh, okay. It's really good. The little girl, she's like four year, four or five years old and she's like a fucking star in it, dude. Oh, okay. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I didn't I, like, I didn't like that other movie. Which one? That never really always, what was it? It's okay. I get it. I get why people it was like, like it. was like so in your face. Like it was just like, we, it was just like so like weird. Like. Cause then there's they, another one that's unpregnant and that's the one on HBO max about the two girls that go on a cross country, uh, like journey. That's the one I think I'm talking about. Oh, okay. And like, they like run into this dude that's like, oh, I'm going to help you. And then he finds out they're getting an abortion and he just like totally turns and then like the whole town's against them and it's just like what the fuck they go to a town then they go to new york yeah they go to a town okay then yeah that's 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 unpregnant that's the hbo max movie okay yeah it's just like so like never rarely sometimes always like an a24 movie that like people like this is the movie so i gotta check that out and that sounds pretty good because this other one was never rarely always sometimes is because when she's taking the abortion they get the acid test like you know they give you that survey like have you had drugs or do you use drugs and then the answers are never rarely always or sometimes oh okay so yeah that's that's, like, that's the pinnacle scene that's like okay you know it's like this girl she's never acted before they found her that sounds pretty good then and uh yeah it's sad but uh i like saint francis a little bit better uh i i enjoyed it a little bit better but yeah so it's saint francis it reminds me of saint Maud, and like that's one of the movies i really like <laughs> so bummed out that because of the coronavirus like yeah, they, they, yeah, yeah. they postponed it yeah uh, i really wanted to see that movie but i guess we'll see it next year yeah. all right so my number six is spontaneous okay tell me about it okay so pretty much i guess it was a novel and then they bought the rights and they made the movie uh-huh. and um it's these kids in high school they're seniors and they just spontaneously come they're not combust or they just explode and like it started the movie starts off where like she's in class and she bends down to pick up her pencil because it fell and then like just blood splatters everywhere what the hell and everybody just like freaks out and yeah. then like kids that's just what's happening to kids yeah. in that school and nobody knows like what the fuck's happening and so pretty much it's just like as all that's going on like this girl she said the main character she meets this guy you know he texts her like whatever like i have a crush on you and then they and she's just like, uh, you better not send me dick pics. <laughs> and then he sends her a picture of Richard Nixon. Yeah, like dick. Yeah, and then, so it's just kind of like they, they kind of like have like this relationship, and it builds throughout this whole thing that's going on. 
And dude, it's like so so fucking tense, dude. Like it it had like I felt like I did like in that movie Green Room. Yes. Because like kids were just like you never knew. Like you're just watching the movie and then like one will just fucking explode. And but it's just, like a teen romantic comedy mixed in with this like in the storyline, right? Yeah. That's why people like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, dude, it's really good, and it's just like there's like this. I don't know. It's just, I was I was really tense, dude. Like, there's like <laughs> one part to the movie, dude. I was just like. I, it was weird, dude. I don't know. It, it really affected me. Like, it was cool. But it is, it is like, at the end of the day, it's kind of like one of those romantic teen comedy, but just, like, really fucked up at the same time. That's so funny. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> like, it was really good, dude. Because, <laughs> like, I don't know. You just, you just like, you feel for them. Oh, and then what got me, too, is there's this scene where, like, um, they kind of, like, the FBI, they don't know what the hell's going on. So then they just kind of, like, start capturing the kids, you know, like, like wrangling them up. Yeah. And they, they're doing tests on them. And then, like, the couple, like, that's the main characters um they have them like in these like beds and like all this plastic everywhere and they're laying down next to each other and the girl reaches out she looks over at him and she's just like et and he goes he goes Allie, and they're both pointing and like all the people working are like what the hell are these kids doing oh my god it was good though dude it sounds corny not for me <laughs> i want to check it out uh somebody was talking about it. i think it was doug benson that was talking about it and uh yeah i just haven't gotten a chance to watch it it's one of those things that i totally forgot it like, took me by surprise at how good it was yeah um, my number six is uh, a little movie called Driveways, uh, by the god Andrew On. Um, it is Brian Dennehy's last movie, and uh, that's another movie that crushed me the first time I saw it. And it's a movie that's like stuck with me. Um, it's a real small fucking movie about a, a mother and son who live in New York, and they go to upstate New York where their sister was a hoarder and died, uh, buried basically buried alive in the house, and uh. Her, their next door neighbor was Brian Dennehy, this like old retired vet. And so she has to go back upstate, uh, take care of the body and then clean out the house to sell the house. You know what I mean? And it's like, uh, yeah, it tackles like uh, being ashamed of like a family member because like she's a hoarder, you know, and it's like, how do you get rid of all this fucking all this trash and clutter? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, and how do you ask for help to like, hey, can you come clean my house? And then you find out that, you know, that family member is like a hoarder. That's like, very shameful. Uh-huh. And so Brian Dennehy plays the next door neighbor who like forms a kinship with the son. I have a question. Who's Brian Dennehy? What Brian Dennehy, he? Um, super famous Chicago character actor. Um, damn, he plays the dad in like a, a comedy that I know you fucking know. But uh, Brian Dennehy, dude, you know, you know who Brian Dennehy. Is, he he you know? died this year or what? Yeah, he died this year. It was his last movie. Uh, let me see. Uh, what's a famous movie he's in? Oh, uh, what is it? Tommy Boy. Oh, okay. The dad. Oh, okay, okay. That's Brian Dennehy. Um. Yeah, so he plays the next-door neighbor, and the, him and the son form, like, a, a kinship. And uh, it's, reve- it, it, like, he reveals a lot of things about his sister that, like, sh- that the sister should appreciate, you know, throughout the movie. And it's, like, it's just a heartfelt movie. Um, it went under the radar this year, and I feel like it's, like, impacted me uh, the, uh, a lot out of uh, the movies I've seen this year. It's, like, like I said, it's stuck with me. You know what What's I mean? it called again? Driveways. And it's a movie Driveways. that I always recommend to people that people, you know, people always have their lists. And if it's not on their list, I'm always, like, hey, man, check this out. Like, it's really really fucking good like uh-huh. um yeah it, it blew me away and i think he's a first time director and it's like one of those things where it's like after i saw this i want to see everything that guy does from yeah on. so uh yeah well, I is it available everywhere you can rent it or what yeah it's on amazon i believe okay. uh it was on hulu i think for a little bit for free i don't know if it's still on hulu but yeah it's a fucking great fucking movie i recommend it all right well my number five is palm springs oh hell yeah dog yeah, you dude. know the fucking vibes dog it's just like a really fun movie like and i was like yeah it was like one of those like the first movies that hit streaming you know from like the theaters that yeah. because of covid but yeah it was like 
I mean, it's one of those things where, like, it's been done so many times before. But, but yet, not like this. Yeah, but they found a way to make it fresh. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And it was like, obviously, Andy Samberg is super likable, you know? <laughs> and then they got the mom from How I Met Your Mother, which is like, pff, she's super likable too, you know? So it was just like, the cast was awesome. And uh, yeah, it just, I was, I just like, the movie flew by, you know? Like, I was just like, happy the whole time watching yeah. it. Cause it was just really good. Really funny. You know, like, it's, I don't know, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think about a lot of the dialogue in that movie. Uh, yeah, man. Because you watch it the second time and like the jokes hit because he's like making a reference to like something that's happened in like an alternate timeline. And you're like, oh, wait, I didn't catch that the first time. Like, yeah. yeah, it's funny. I really enjoyed it. It's done really well. Like, it's really, really done well. Like, so it's, the guy who directed that, has he done a lot of other stuff or is that like one of his, you know, do you know if he, um, has I think a lot of movies? he's, uh, let me see who directed it. Let me see. Palm Springs. I know what's his name wrote it, right? He co-wrote it. He co-wrote it and he, and it's Sandberg, he co-wrote it and then produced it, I think. I don't know. That's like his first movie. Oh, it is? That's, uh, that's I think good, he has dude. other movies, but that's like the first big, yeah, I think they're all shorts. He's made all, nothing but shorts. That was a big move from Hulu too. It was like copying that movie and being like. Yeah. So that movie was like a Sundance hit. It was like the one that at Sundance said everybody was like hey this is a little Miss Sunshine of this year and yeah. nobody thought it was going to do what it did on TV like everybody thought oh well it's going to lose its luster because you're releasing it on streaming and this was like a huge win for Hulu and movies streaming in general because when they release it now it's like holy now you have now you have a baseline of like what you can do uh -huh. because you know this movie did so well now they can be like well it could be the Palm Springs hit you know what I mean yeah so uh, I think they just got lucky because like like I said it's a uh, time travel rom -com, rom com so like you can rewatch it and pick up things like the more you rewatch it yeah um, yeah my number five all right so this is where we're getting to the gnarly stuff right that was your five you got to piss yeah I got to piss go go I'll talk about my number five <laughs> some time all right so my number five is a movie that I fucked up on and didn't go see at Beyond Fest last year or two years ago. Fuck, he came out the last Beyond... I don't know if it was the last Beyond Fest, but it might have been two years. Um, it's a little movie called The Vast of Night. Uh, it's an Amazon original now, I think. I think Amazon bought it. But essentially, they played it at Beyond Fest. I had been hearing things about this fucking movie, and when I saw it, it blew my mind. It's like... I think I think Ruben would specifically love it just because it's like one of those movies that is like so technically sound that uh, yeah it's just in his wheelhouse it's like a mechanical movie I don't know how else to describe it other than it's like a super mechanical movie it's a movie that like Ruben would like be blown away by the technicality of it the shots of it the com the composition of it um, and it's like basically an hour and a half hour limits episode it's about the this uh, radio DJ who has a radio show for this really small town like in West Texas and it takes place in the 50s and they get uh somebody call into their radio show and saying hey man uh there's shit going on right now like are you guys not paying attention and you're like what and then they go on to explain like something's gonna happen tonight and essentially people are from outer space are coming and this all takes place on like a transistor radio so like some of these shots are like five minute shots of like him just talking in a room by himself but it works so fucking well that you're just like blown away. Have you seen Pontypool? So think of Pontypool, but uh -huh. better. Okay. Because this does take the acrobatics of like film to the next level. Because Pontypool all takes place in one room. Yeah. And this, they like fuck around with the camera so much. Like if you watch the trailer alone, the trailer is a three minute like uh, continuous shot of like going from a basketball rink to the whole fucking town. And it looks like a drone shot, but it's like impossible to do. Um, there's hidden cuts throughout the movie, but it's just like, oh my God, it's amazing, bro. It was so good that uh, Soderbergh saw 
saw it at one of these festivals and was so blown away by it that he wanted to talk to the guy. So he talked to the guy and after that they recorded like a podcast um, about the thing and like ever since then like people love this like this guy was asked to be on Roger Deakins the Deakins uh, the Deakins podcast because they, he Crazy. was like so blown away by it like and like the backstory on this guy is even crazier has uh, been like a struggling filmmaker not struggling but who's been like a, just a filmmaker uh, like the Bellflower guys who like for 10 years was doing NBA content like doing yeah. the digital shit for the Oklahoma City Thunder like that's all he's doing and he was getting that money to pay for this feature film that's crazy dude that's cool and I think they made it for it's either $30,000 or $300,000 what's the name of it again? The Vast of Night okay I Amazon would, movie right? yeah I think yeah. you would fucking love it so my thing is my big thing was like I said it was at Beyond Fest and I fucked up and I didn't go see it and then the kicker was Mondo put out a poster and I was like I haven't seen the movie but I really yeah. like the fucking visual of the poster and yeah, it like I didn't buy the poster and I fucked up because mm-hmm. it was like a whole year after that release, like of waiting from the poster. This is granted you the movie had come out like uh, months before that, you know what I mean? At Beyond Fest. So it's like, yeah, I fucked up. And then when I saw it, I was just like, what the fuck? And then I remember I told Ralph to watch it and Ralph was just like blown away by it. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, I think you'd really I think you'd really, re- uh, really enjoy it. But I think people in general would enjoy it. And that's another movie that like nobody's fucking seen but when they see it like just blows their fucking mind and so this guy people are like really this guy is one of those one of those guys where he's like he he's getting compared to that generation of like colin trevorrow and like the guy that josh trank like all those guys are like he could be he's he's like for uh people assume that he's getting uh Given the opportunity to make like these big budget things and everybody's like telling him like everybody like Roger Deakins and so we're like don't 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 jump like don't jump just keep making movies within your like within yourself yeah you know I mean um because like you're so technically sound like you don't want to lose that that's their big thing like he's so good it's because, wild yeah, bro. because once you get that big money you're gonna have to kind of like go into like producer notes and you do all this exactly stuff. Yeah. and you kind of lose your voice and shit uh-huh. like that and so it's like you want to be like ryan coogler like never lose you know yeah. lose who you are in the movie but yeah i fucking recommend that movie the rest of the night yeah fucking great i can't wait to watch now i'm excited dude because i have that and two podcasts to listen to as uh, well the vast, of night, the vast of night dude is like i think would be one of your favorite fucking movies of the year cool i got check that out then all right my number what is this four. uh four my number four is tenet oh uh, <laughs> so i mean for me honestly it was it was awesome dude it was uh dude it was like technically freaking amazing um visually dude it was like breathtaking and i do the sound was it was fucking crazy man like so i have like my i got like dual subwoofers right they call them like stereo subwoofers yeah. and i have like a whole setup right and like i it wasn't it was like where i normally watch tv but it was just so much louder. Like my, you know what I mean? Like my volume was set to normal, but it was just so much louder, and like yeah. it fucking shook the room, dude. Like everything was just like visually and like audio was just like amazing. And like this, I, I really enjoyed the story too. I hated the story. Did you really? Yeah, because I still don't understand what's going on in the story. And if you can explain it to me, you can. You're all, I'm all ears. But uh, when I ask people that question, they really can't explain it. Okay. And that's my problem with the fucking movie. Okay. So a- after this, I'll, I'll explain a little bit to you. But you had to go online and read read about shit. No, right? I didn't. So so this is. A thing right me and mickey saw it and like mm-hmm. i i probably paused it twice right and i was just like okay wait so do you understand what's going on because this is what i think is going on and then we just kind of talked about it a little bit and then yeah. we started again uh-huh. but i think i got the gist of it i mean just the first time watching you think it. you see that's the thing you don't <laughs> i but i'm not confused about like anything i you don't have to be confused about it 
But the big thing with me is like it's very it's like overly ambitious. To me, it's overly ambitious. But it's not. It's like super simple though. It's not super simple. I think it is because I don't understand the timeline. Like I don't understand what's going on. The rules of what the the entropy. I guess they they call it the time entropy. Uh -huh. I don't understand it. And so by the third act, it's just like I'm so into Taylor, what is his name? Aaron Taylor Johnson. Uh -huh. I was like I don't give a fuck what's going on right now. Like just just give me the movie because like the star power in this movie is like beyond uh -huh. what the story is. Like I could care less what's going on in the story. I just want to watch these guys in this fucking movie. Yeah, and then uh, what's his name? Uh, David Washington. John David Washington. Dude, he's so fucking cool in this movie, so man. Good, dude, like that kitchen scene. Like is he's like, like the, he's like the epicenter of cool, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I yeah. just want to be him. That you know kitchen what I mean? like, scene is, uh, yeah, it's amazing. Like, yeah, dude. And then he, Robert Patterson's so good in it too. He's good. He's yeah. good. Um, but yeah, it's just it was a little frustrating. Like I just don't like that. I it, I don't want to like re have to rewatch the fucking movie. Yeah. to get it you know what i mean uh -huh. and so that's my problem it's not my it, not saying that it's not a it's a bad movie i just didn't enjoy it it's not top tier nolan for me at all like it's really not, yeah nowhere near oh dude I, yeah. this is definitely top three nolan for me yeah it's not in my it's, not, it's like in the bottom half of nolan for me all right okay we'll get into it a little bit after <laughs> this <laughs> uh my number four is uh residue um i think i talked about this uh movie earlier in the year um yeah this is just a movie that blew my socks off i had been waiting for it for a while uh yeah, it got released but then it was gonna get released on netflix and my dumb ass was just like i'll just wait till it gets on netflix got on netflix um it's a great fucking movie it's about gentrification in washington dc and uh i think it's a pretty ingenious movie a really heart heartfelt movie love the story behind the guy uh dropped out of film school i mean he went to film school came to la could not make it Said, fuck it, let me go back to the drawing board. Went back home, wrote a movie, and took him four years to make and made this fucking beautiful movie. Uh, that's an allegory for gentrification. It's about a guy who comes back home looking for a friend, and uh, that friend's not there anymore. But nobody will tell him why he's not there anymore or where he's gone. So it's him going around town, talking to all his friends, and like they're still stuck in time, but he's changed, and the city's changing, and his friend is gone. And it's just like this really beautiful fucking movie that this guy made. And uh, yeah, and the interaction I had with that filmmaker made the movie that much better. But uh -huh. yeah, I fucking love the movie. It's not for everybody. I would never this isn't a movie that i would recommend but this is like a mitch movie like this is a movie that like, yeah definitely is gonna stick with me i got 15 minutes time. into it and then i stopped yeah so <laughs> but like i was tired so i went to sleep after but like yeah. i bought it and then like i started watching it and then i just kind of like i'm gonna go to bed yeah but I, then like, I, I gotta get back to it I, I, but I my will. thing is with this i would never fault somebody for not liking uh -huh. or not watching it i think uh yeah i think it's like a very specific kind of uh movie <laughs> it's just one of those things where like there's be the so mood. many movies about gentrification right now yeah it's just like so like and like i just started watching it and it was kind of like in my face about it and yeah. i was just like the first 15 minutes there was nothing special for me at least yeah and then like i but like i did like the filmmaking though like yeah that was really cool like i was into that yeah. so i'm definitely gonna go back and check it out but like yeah, just the first 15 minutes didn't catch me. But. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's not, like I said, it's not for everybody, but I fucking loved it. Um, I had a real hard time with this top four, like putting it in order. Um, but I felt like this is going to have the most uh, grand impact on me. But this is one of those movies where it's like, this isn't the best movie this guy's going to make. Yeah. And so that's why I kind of put it lower on the top three, top uh -huh. four area. But yeah. Okay, so my number three and my number two were like, I was like, that's, it was hard for me to place them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. What, it's hard ranking movies, period. Yeah. Because these two movies are like so, to me at least, they're so similar. And I was just like, so anyway, my, <laughs> my number three is called Scare Me. Have you seen that? Scare Me? Yeah. So it's by Josh Rubin. It's like his very, it's his first movie. No. And um, I have no idea what this is. Okay. I'm so intrigued. 
so Shutter bought the rights for it. So oh, it's, it's Shutter. a Shutter movie. You know yeah. the vibes. <laughs> so I didn't know that. I bought the movie on iTunes, and yeah. then like I found it later. It was on Shutter, but like um, pretty much like this guy, he's like a writer. Oh no, he's a filmmaker. He's a struggling filmmaker, and he Aya Cash. I don't. No, 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 no. His, the, well, the main actor is Josh Rubin. He's also the director and the writer. Yeah, but Aya Cash is in it. Ooh, oh, that chick, yeah. right? The Eddie like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, she she's pretty much the second. Yeah. Um, Chris Red, oh hell yeah, dog. dude, he's so funny in this movie, man. Yeah. So okay. like, um, pretty much, he's a struggling filmmaker. He decides to rent a cabin. He goes up to the cabin to get inspiration for his his movie he's trying to make. He yeah. hasn't made any movies. Yeah. He's trying to make his first film, and then as he's there, he kind of like goes on a, on a hike or a walk, and he meets that girl, you know. And then she's like, "Oh yeah, I write, I write, I'm a writer." Yeah. And then he finds out that she's like a really, really prestigious horror novelist. Uh-huh. And so he's like, oh, that's so cool. And then he's like, kind of like nerdy with her. But anyway, that night the power goes out and she shows up at his house and she's just like, oh, you know, the power's out. You know, you said you were here. So like, here I am, you know? Yeah. And pretty much like they just, the whole thing of the movie is they tell each other scary stories and they're like, we have to try to scare each other. You're a writer. <laughs> she's like, you're a writer. I'm a writer. Let's scare each other. So it says they try to out scare each other. Yeah. Right. So then like. That's pretty much like the whole point of the movie. But then, like, he starts to, like, he's, like, trying to, like, amp up his story he's writing and about this werewolf and everything. And then, like, as he's telling her the story, like, it's, dude, for me, I was, like, this is such a good idea to make, especially, like, if you're not, like, don't have a big budget. Because yeah. they're, like, in this cabin and he's telling the story. But now there's ADR to the story. And, like, he's, like, and then the, the wolf walked and you hear the footsteps of the wolf. But he's just telling the story in yeah, front of her, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And then you see the shadows on the wall. And, like, it's, like, really, really, like, it's creative. really, yeah, really creative. And, uh, dude, it's good, man. It gets it gets, it gets pretty wild. And, um, yeah, <laughs> it sounds it's, good. I yeah, want to watch really it. Yeah, it's really good. Like, I highly recommend it. Yeah, I really want to watch it now. That, that sounds mad intriguing. The people involved in it sound cool. Uh, my number three is Sound of Metal. Um, I'm like a very, uh, when it comes to movie, I have like a specific type of movie I enjoy. My friends know what kind of movies I enjoy. I, re- I enjoy uh, very like intimate movies that I wish I could have made. So they're usually like low budget movies, yeah. you know what I mean? But they have like really strong character performances or character stories. So a lot of the times I connect with like a performance from a movie. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, The Sound of Metal is, um, it's tropey in the sense that, like, it's about a guy, it's like a disability movie, like Oscar Beatty, Uh in the sense that, like, you know, the guy loses his, he's a metal drummer, or no, he's in a punk band, loses his hearing, and he has to kind of figure out life while losing his hearing, you know what I mean? And, uh... Dude, I mean, I haven't seen it yet, that's one of the movies that I, I mean, like... I still have to catch up and see it, but like yeah. I know I'm gonna like that movie. So this is a movie that I had been waiting for for a really long time. This is a movie I've been waiting for like a, a year and a half. As soon yeah. as I saw the, the uh, they had released the previs for it, just like him with his blonde hair, Riz behind a drum set, and people were like, "Wait, what? He looks so ill. Like he's got blonde hair, uh-huh. shirtless behind the fucking drum kit. Like what?" And then you find out that it's from one of the guys that wrote um, the Place Beyond the Pines. So it's got that very grainy filmic look, like, uh, and so yeah. It's just about a guy struggling to figure out life with no hearing, and he loses his hearing. He's recommended to go to a rehab clinic because he's struggling struggling with uh, alcohol as well, alcohol and drugs, because uh, he's, like, self-medicating. And so he goes to uh, a rehab place that is deals with the hard of hearing. Oh, okay. And there he meets this guy who's, like, the main counselor, and they form, like, a bond. You know, it's a typical, like, disability story. He loses his disability, has to figure out life, you know, finds newfound meeting, yada, yada, yada. Uh, figure out figures out what life is about but the two performances in it Riz Ahmed and this guy Paul Racy who is hard of hearing in real life and that's his job he's like a 
he works at like one of these rehab clinics, you know, like that. But he's also an actor, like he's a character actor, been in movies and TV shows, and uh, yeah, just blew my fucking mind. Like one of the best performances I've seen in a long time. Um, yeah, it's like the last shift when I said that there's that Witcher Junction thing. There's like a specific scene in The Sound of Metal that is gonna stick with me forever. And when I watch it, it's gonna be like everybody shut up. This is it. This is the scene. Like watch it. You yeah. Know? And so yeah, I hope that he gets nominated for uh, best supporting actor. The guy, uh, the rehab guy, uh, Riz Ahmed. I think might get nominated for his his uh, performance. Um, I love him. I think he's like a great actor. Um, but yeah, I just think it's like uh, that that performance from that guy like knocked my socks off. I was just like, who is this guy? Like, what the fuck? Why isn't he in every fucking movie? Yeah. Like, how can you make me feel like this? And so, uh, yeah, that's uh, I recommend that movie. It looks yes. good, man. I really want to see it. Yeah, it's really fucking good. All right, my number two is The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Oh, uh, you know the vibes, yeah, dog. Dude. That's not even on my list. It's not, dude. <laughs> nah, because like I said, it's got to be like a lot of. There's a lot of movies that I wish I. I'll go. We'll go over it, but yeah. Yeah. So it's just it's like, I mean, Jim Cummings, dude. I freaking I love Jim Cummings. I see. He's like Evan Glendale, where like everything he makes, I'll I'll watch. You know, like his yeah. first movie was just so good. You know, yeah. like Thunder Road is like one of my top movies of all time. Yeah. And uh, this is just pretty much like a quirky, like whodunit, small town murder mystery with werewolves. You know, the I mean? werewolf twist. Yes. Yeah, and it's like really, really good. Like I, like <laughs> it, 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 it's just like funny, like throughout the whole movie. And like yeah. there's like I don't know, I just I really enjoyed it. Like his writing, dude, is just so like so funny. good. It's yeah, funny. like so funny. Like he's so like the character got, he plays. He's got the like dry humor and like yeah. he's yeah I don't know like it's kind of like. This is yeah. also uh, Robert Forster's last movie. Yeah, which is crazy, man. That yeah. sucks. But uh, he did a good job too. Which like it's crazy because like what happens? There's things that happen to him in that movie, <laughs> which is like weird. But um, yeah, it was just like the acting was like really like it's just the acting compared. Like, I mean, the the writing and the acting like match so well. Yeah, like he's so good at writing for himself. You know, yeah. like, and it's just it's just funny and like it's just. It's like a genre movie that's like top notch for me, you know. Like, yeah, I it's like, good. It's really yeah. good. The problem with the problem of why I didn't put it on my list is because Thunder Road is so special to me as yeah. a movie that I couldn't put it on like my list. Like I said, all these movies have impacted my year this year. That like these are the movies that I would tell everybody to go see. That's on my list. Like before everything else, because I'd be like, ah, Wolf of Hollow is good, but I'd rather watch you these ten movies. You know what I mean? Uh, I so that's why I put it on that list. Yeah, but it's good. Don't get me wrong. I saw oh, it I at Beyond Fest because like for me, I, it was really enjoyable for me. Yeah, but like I'm not thinking about like yeah. what i want people to see you know what i mean like no i feel i feel yeah. that but my thing is i'm making this list because i feel like these are the most impactful for me yeah okay you know what i mean this yeah. is a, this list is the most impactful it, these movies made the most impact on me uh-huh this year and so like if people were asking for movies what movies to watch i'd be like these fucking movies because these are the ones that fucking change yeah change my fucking life this year uh-huh. and so the wolf of snow hollow is just like i think thunder road i'd recommend thunder yeah dude, road thunder before, road is, before wolf too. of snow yeah, hollow yeah, yeah. and that's the only reason i didn't put it on the list but that's what that happened with a lot of movies this year like uh, and like and like for me too like this list i feel like like the movies that i listed before like i feel like i just didn't i wasn't able to watch as many movies because like I mean, like, I'm here with the baby. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. It's just so hard to find time to watch movies. And then, like, if... (laughs) I got, if I'm gonna watch a movie like Mickey's not into like dark you know like movies that are yeah, depressing yeah, yeah, and like yeah, whatever yeah. so it's like hard to find time to watch these movies and I feel like there's a shitload of movies that this year that I missed out on like yeah. that I would probably make this list yeah you know but yeah Wolf Snow Hollow is pretty funny alright pretty um, good so my number two I'm almost positive is Ruben's number one oh my god don't, so, don't do it we'll talk about it after <laughs> what do you mean so let's go to mo- number one and then we could talk about nah, Shit House right yeah number two okay. is Shit House <laughs> My number two is shit house. Your number one is yeah. shit house, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, you 
you're confusing me right now. Oh, no. Um, yeah, this is just a movie that uh, stumbled upon. Very kismet. Kind of the same thing with Residue. Um, I really like this guy's story. This is a movie I wish I could have made myself. Um, driven by strong character performances by a young guy who writes the shit out of a low-budget movie. But uh, makes you feel like you're fucking 21 years old all over again. Yeah, and it's man. like a, it's like so untapped, like what he talks about in the movie. It's basically about the transition of you going to college and that first year if you're living in uh, college. Or just that first year in general of like you starting trying to figure out your life and like what to do. And that adolescent phase where you're like still kind of a teenager, but you're kind of like an adult trying to figure out be, being an adult. And so, yeah, it's like, it's just so, it hit me, hit me in the fucking gut. Uh, when I saw it, I was like blown the fuck away by it. Uh, it was randomly just like, not forced upon me, but it was just very, like I said, very kismet. It was uh, serendipitous, fucking, the movie had been circling me. It was in my algorithm. Uh, just so happened to be on a podcast that week. This guy shows up on a podcast. It's like a super famous podcast. And I'm just like, wait, what? Like, how is this? This is like this tiny ass movie. Like, uh, yeah. And then I fucking watched the movie blown away and I tell you guys to watch the movie and yeah, you guys fucking loved it just as much as I did. And it's, it's uh, a movie that follows in the same vein as like the Duplass brothers, uh, Joe Swanberg, the, uh, Kelly Reichard, like fucking school of super intimate movie. You don't need a lot. All you need is a good story and fucking great performances and you can make a movie that is probably going to last for a lifetime. And yeah, definitely. Yeah, I just fucking love that movie. I'll get into it, too, since it's my number one. Go for it. Um, Yeah, dude, like, this was, like, I would say probably one of my, like, top ten movies of all time. Because, like, I put, like, Bellflower in there, mm -hmm. Thunder Road, and then, like, this one. Like, it just hits you, dude. And, like, like, the performances, dude, are so good and, like, so heartbreaking at times. Like, there's some scenes, man, are just, like, crushing, dude. And, like, Big time. You know, and, like, it's, like, he... Cooper Rafe is the guy who wrote and directed it, and he's starring in it. Yeah. And this is his first movie. And it's like, dude, I'm so excited to see what comes next, you know? Like, I just I just really hope it's not going to be, like, 10 years. Like, the dude from uh, Bellflower, like, Evan Glodell, like, he's... But, like... That's crazy. All the shit he released this week about, like, his story and, like, why it's... Yeah, right, which is, which is crazy, dude. Crazy. But, yeah, this movie, it's just, like, mm -hmm. I feel he's got, like, such a great career ahead of him, you know? I would like to hope so. Yeah, I, I hope know. that it's not, like... Uh, I hope it's not, uh, like... A one-hit wonder kind of thing you know what i mean i really yeah. hope you don't squander that talent man because you are fucking talented yeah man it's you sound mo he sounds motivated motivated and shit like that oh, that's good. i haven't really heard him in anything like podcast wise yeah what podcast was he on he was on the bill simmons podcast which is like so random that's like up there with like yeah like jre and like uh -huh. you mean like all-time podcast and he what happened was bill simmons saw it and uh he put him on like the last he dedicated like the last 30 minutes him and the film guy for the ringer the company that he started sean fantasy just like grilled this kid and want to know everything about him uh the story is he was going to occidental college and was in love with this girl and he made a story about him falling in love with this girl and like going away to college because uh, i think he's from texas as well yeah and uh yeah it's just like a super heartfelt movie uh the story goes on that he fucking makes a short film based that 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 this movie is based on makes a short film and on a whim was just like hey let me send it to jay duplass uh sends it to him and he's like hey i bet you won't watch my fucking movie yeah two hours later makes sense dude two hours later he emails him and he's like hey let's get dinner let's talk yeah. about you know i could totally see that happening and dude. yeah he takes him under his wing helps him uh write it as a full-length movie and it totally shows up like his thumbprints all over the fucking movie in the best way possible 
And uh, yeah, it's just about this kid. Like I said, it's just like this wonder. He's a wonder kid, man. He's a fucking 20 year old, 21 year old kid who made one of the most introspective movies I've ever seen in my life about that point in your life. And I cannot stress that enough. Like it is about that point in life and the fact that he is so aware to make a movie like that Dude, and, and taps and- into your taps into your feeling because like all three of us watched the movie and we all felt something we all have different experience i mean we all have different but we felt it you know yeah exactly and so yeah i i recommend that fucking movie it's fucking it's that to me yeah i I won't say that because this my number one is the thunder road of this year but it hit me like thunder road it hit me because thunder road was in the sense that thunder road was uh, something that i had no idea what i was going into yeah thunder road is also a very kismet thing thunder road when i went to go see it i was just like man i keep hearing about this fucking movie that like killed at one of the film festivals i forgot which one it was either fantastic fest or one of these other ones and people were like it's this like weird dry movie that like you should see so i went to go see it and it was also based that's based on a short that he made into a yeah, film. yeah yeah and when i went to go see it just so happened that the producer was there that day doing a fucking q a mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's like 12 o'clock showing in pasadena and it's like there was like maybe fucking 20 people in the audience and it's like you know you fucking watch that and you're just like what the fuck did i just see dude I'm, like I, that <laughs> and so that's the nuts. same thing that kind of happened with shit house where it's just like all this thing was like the universe is telling me to watch it you watch it and you're just like what where have you been all my life you know yeah. and so yeah yeah dude it's just like yeah like you were saying like we all have different experiences about like that time in our life and it fucking do like and i feel like if no matter how like your life played out like this is gonna get you you know what i mean like yeah it's you can just, relate to it yeah definitely relate to it it's just i don't know man it's just like it's rare for me to like find these movies and like this but like this is one that just like dude i don't know like he like i just don't get how like somebody like this so young and so like could just make something that's so touching you know i mean right? just so yeah it's so crazy it's yeah like he's like wise beyond his years exactly like he's only been alive for 21 years and he makes <laughs> he this fucking this. incredible movie which is know? not uh, not uh impossible because you know they which always is, say that you're which being, is your not first, because your first film your first album it's like t- 21 years in the making or however old you were when you made it you yeah but I mean? and what's crazy though dude is like he made a movie that encapsulated how we felt at 21 correct that's or, what i'm saying that's and like so, wild so, to so it's, that. it's like it's crazy how he could do like you know like he's 21 like he's so talented but at the same time it's like he just fucking put his heart into this movie and he just captured that time. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. It's just crazy. Wild to me, bro. Definitely recommend it. It's like amazing. <laughs> All right. Drum roll, please. My number one. How can I guess it? Go for it. First Cow? Yeah, you got it, brother. So, uh, First Cow is a beautiful fucking movie um, by the god Kelly Reichard. Um, this is a movie I had been anticipating for a very fucking long time. Um, this is another movie that had Mitchell's fucking fingerprint all over it. It's just an A24 movie, super small movie, uh, like a god of like the mumblecore uh, independent cinema genre. Uh, Kelly Reichard, famous for making Old Joy, which is a buddy camping trip story. Um, Meek's cut off. She's made like uh, countless movies, Lucy and fucking what's the, I don't know. She's made a, a bunch of movies. She made this movie. Uh, went to go see it at the Arrow in Westwood uh to attend a Q&A of it and was like blown away. Um yeah, I don't know, it's the it's literally the last movie I saw in theaters before everything shut down and it's the movie that stuck with Wait, me. Did you see this after that one that we went to go watch that movie at the uh Alamo Draft House? Which one? With the Movie Crypt. Remember we saw a movie with the Movie Crypt? Yeah. This was after? Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. That was like the This is literally this this you want to know how close this is to shut down? Yeah. This is this is what happened. I go see First Cow this weekend and I was going to go see Never Rarely Always Sometimes uh-huh. that same weekend. 
that same but like but that Sunday I was gonna go to the arc light. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was just like, ah, you know what? Fuck it. I'll go next week. So this is probably like March 9th or something like that. Mm-hmm. March eighth. And I was like, you know what? I'll just go next weekend because I don't want to like I went. I've already I drove all the way to uh, Westwood. Yeah. Uh, that was I also got a flat tire that day, so I was like, oh, fuck. I remember that. I was yeah. Like, fuck. All right, I'm not gonna go. I don't want to drive back out to fucking Hollywood. I gotta fucking. You know, patch on my tire. Like, let me just ease off. So I'm like, I'll go next week. That Wednesday, the NBA shuts down and everything shuts down. Our yeah. shuts down, so I couldn't go. And that was like literally last week. Crazy, dude. Because I remember when we went to go see that movie at the at the Alamo Draft House. Yeah. It was already kind of eerie and creepy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because I think they were spacing people out. Yeah, and like, were they? I don't know no, if no, it was no, there. no, 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 no. They never did. They, they just shut the theaters down. I don't think they ever spaced it out until they reopened them. Got it. So, like, I remember, like, so we, I remember that night we went to go watch it. Like, that's when, like, Trump did that whole thing. Like, oh, yeah, we're fucked. (laughs) Because, like, the whole March, like, before March and, like, February, February, he's like, ah, it's fine. We're good. You know, to go away. And then, like, he came out that night that we went to go watch that movie. He's like, yeah, we're fucked. We're going to have to do some shit. You know what I mean? Like, help ourselves. And then, like. I remember, like, listening to the podcast of, like, the movie cryptids. They were, like, they were, like, on the verge of canceling that night. Yeah. And then, like, they didn't, you know what I mean? It'd I can look in. at the exact day because I have it since I went to Westwood. Like, I have, it's a, mo- I bought them through movie tickets. So, like, yeah. I have the record of that and I'll look. I remember us talking in the car, like, wow, should we even go? And we were, like, we were in the parking mm-hmm. lot, like. Like, I don't know. If I remember was... what I, I do remember because I remember us specifically having hand sanitizer. Yeah. And we're like yeah, rubbing yeah. our hands with hand sanitizer. And then, we, yeah, we were like rubbing the seats and stuff with our, with our wipes or that's whatever. Right, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. But that was an older movie. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, was a, movie. that was a good movie too. That was good too. I, for, yeah. I forgot what that's called, but that's that weird one about it's like the, aliens or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That was good. Like 48 hours, but with an alien. Yeah. yeah. yeah that was a good. But, uh, first cow, back to first cow. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that was, that's my movie. That's like Mitchell's movie. Uh, it's about, uh, two guys. Who are like kindred spirits in the early 1800s in this little town like in Oregon, bumfuck Oregon. Um, this is like right at the gold rush, peak of the gold rush. People are going to the West Coast. So these guys just end up getting there. An Asian guy and uh, a white dude. And uh, yeah, it's like a heist movie. <laughs> it's a buddy heist movie. Okay. And so the heist is they're stealing milk from a fucking the first cow on the West Coast <laughs> to make fry dough. Okay. And so nobody's ever eaten fried dough. And so they like start making money, you know, like people oh, okay. are just like, holy shit, give them shillings, double whatever, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and so they can't c- keep up with demand. So it's like, you know, because they have to go steal mil- milk from this cow every fucking week uh-huh. and it's just like that sounds good dude that sounds like i i thought it was like i haven't seen it and i really want to see it but, but the like, way i'm describing it is not okay <laughs> totally it's not it that's okay. the gist of the movie but it's a kelly reichard movie if you've seen any of her movies they're like these long drawn out movies of like real contemplative like guys talking about like what how they got there in life and like okay but yeah they find these two guys find each other and it's like they love each other so fucking much that uh yeah it's like a love story between two friends and i i can't i can't describe it any other way than that it's like one of the most beautiful movies i've ever fucking seen in my life the the start of the movie ends with these two bodies and that's how it ends you find out how those two bodies get it's like there. 1917 where it ends where it starts a little bit and uh i was like bawling in the theater when i saw it like i was shaking up i was so embarrassed that i was crying so much that i had like get out of the theater really yeah wow. and like i'm like getting choked up talking about it what the fuck dude that's sick dude <laughs> what the fuck um yeah it reminds me it reminds me of it reminds me of fuck what the hell is going on just let it go dude just, hey just let go it reminds me of our friendship that we yeah. have between all three of us uh-huh 
And uh, yeah, like uh, when I think about it, it's just like when you find when you find your friends, like, you know, like it's it's beyond words. It's like you just have a feeling. And so these two guys end up together and it's just like, you know, you don't it's, I, I can't describe it other than it's a feeling like you yeah, just know. Yeah. And they, she she conveys that feeling of like there's a bond between people that can never be broken. Uh-huh. And that's like what that movie's about. And it like fucking I rewatched the movie the most I've seen any movie. Like I just Shut put up, it on. Dude. I swear to God, I put it on, like I bought the I have it, you know, yeah. and I just put it on sometimes just to watch certain scenes because I'm like, this is like such a fucking beautiful movie. And, uh, you know, there's a big push right now. It's like a joke. It's like justice for Kelly Reichard. Like, this is her year. Like uh-huh. <laughs> the year that they can't have an Oscars is like the year that everybody's like, she's going to get her fucking Oscar. <laughs> and it's probably not going to happen. But Cause it's I, not that big. Huh? It's like it's, I don't I don't hear a lot about it. Like it's not. But critically, I think it's the most like critically acclaimed movie of the year. Oh, OK. And so, yeah, there's a big push for it. But like. A lot of people are like, a lot of pundits are just like, realistically, that it's never, it's not going to make it. Uh-huh, like, she'll probably sucks. get nominated, but you know, yeah. probably won't win. But the two guys in it are like god level acting. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think it's a fucking beautiful movie. I can't stress it enough. It's another movie that it's not for everybody, but like, if it hits you, it hits you. It, it's like, it's not polarizing in the sense that you're going to think it's a bad movie, but it's like, if it hits you, it's like it gets you, bro. So yeah, I fucking love that movie. It's a beautiful fucking movie. That's my list. That's Ruben's list. Now you know what kind of. Uh, uh, pansy i am and what kind of fuck boy <laughs> i can be when it comes to movies but uh yeah you have any honorable mentions no i i mean the possessor like the movies that i wanted to see that i didn't get to see uh invisible man and sound of metal all right let me break it down for you real quick <laughs> let me go uh take a, break take a break all right uh so the movies i would like to recommend that like you guys should go watch um they just weren't on my list they're m- good movies i wouldn't say they're great movies um the one of them is lovers rock the steve mcqueen movie uh it's a short that's why i couldn't re- put it on my list it's a short that uh he made in the small act series a beautiful uh beautiful story about a a, a, a jamaican uh a caribbean uh, uh party kickback in like the early 70s in the uk and like it's a beautiful movie not a lot of dialogue it's just music and like it just hit at the right time because everybody's on on covid and like uh, inside their house uh, by themselves and this just shows you like house parties and like it's a beautiful fucking movie um yeah uh i wish i could put on the list uh possessor i i thought it was a great fucking movie brandon cronenberg i love that guy i love christopher abbott the god christopher abbott i watch while i will watch anything that guy is in um yeah uh great fucking movie just not good enough to be on my list um noah stoyaki a great fucking movie about a guy who comes here as part of like this weird dance culture in mexico um the five bloods that's a movie that i had a real fucking hard time not putting on the list i fucking love that movie i think delroy lindo should win an oscar for that movie and i think chadwick boseman is like i will remember him from that movie really yeah because he's like a deity in that movie yeah, like yeah, they yeah. make him to be like a god but it's not my favorite Spike Lee movie. Yeah, I was not too impressed. And so it's like middle tier Spike Lee for me. So, uh, yeah. So that's why I didn't put it on this. Hey, if you had to like, recommend to me yeah. the top, like the movie, the Spike Lee movie I Crooklyn. should watch. End of story. What is it? Crooklyn. Okay. Crooklyn. It's about a, uh, it's his most personal movie. He wrote okay. it with his sisters. And it's a, a 70s movie about a family growing up in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. And it, take, it follows a, a girl around. And it's like a comedy. It's like a family comedy. It's fucking great, dude. Okay. I fucking, uh, yeah. I You can't go wrong with Crooklyn. It's not heavy, um, but it deals with the heavy themes, but it's not a heavy movie. It's okay. like, you'll like it. You'll so it. far for me, my top Spike Lee movie is Inside Men, which is not even that great of a movie. That's it. That's top That's top tier Spike. That's, yeah. that's like people consider that top tier. Um, uh, the Wolf of Snow Hollow, of course. Uh, Sorry, we, Sorry We Missed You, which is a crazy Ken Loach movie um, about 
uh, a couple in Ireland who are struggling to get by, and so they have to like w- the dad has to become like an Amazon driver, and the mom works like two jobs, and it's just crazy. It's just like about a family like struggling now, and like the gig economy, and like yeah, it shows you white lower class, like you know, what oh, I mean? okay. in the UK, uh, bad ge- bad education, which is an HBO oh, Max yeah, yeah, movie yeah. that I fucking loved, and I wish more people had seen. Um, Invisible Man and The Way Back. I like The Way Back. It's like, uh, I think it's a movie that's going to be playing on TNT in like years to come. It's just one of those <laughs> movies like Warrior. That's going to be Ben Affleck, man. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. And uh, those are the movies I think uh, everybody should go see. Those are our list. I hope you guys enjoyed them. I hope you guys check out some of them. You know, you don't yeah. watch them all, but if you want to figure out what kind of taste we have in movies, watch the top, our top five or whatever, you know, pick from them and whatever. Um, all right. So I guess we're going to wrap up the, the pod. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. How long was this pod, dude? Uh, probably like an hour, 25 minutes. Oh, you know the vibes, dog. <laughs> all right. Uh, I hope you guys are going to stick with this through this year. Uh, like I said, our goal this year is to have guests on this podcast. Yeah, dude, this past year has been great, man. It was good. <laughs> No, I'm not talking about the year in general. I'm talking about the podcast itself for the year. Yeah, because 2020 can go suck a Dude, fuck, we're like fat an hour and a half day. away from... I'm mad emotional today. I'm like in a bad mood just because MF Doom died today. Oh, that sucks, dude. And, no. uh, yeah, that's a very influential rapper to me, and uh, it happens. Yeah, dude, that's uh, crazy. Life sucks. 2020 sucks. Uh, pour one out for MF Doom. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> What the fuck? Uh, let's just end this episode here. I uh, hope you guys come back and listen to another episode of the Real Nostalgia Podcast. Uh, we will let you guys go. Have a happy new year. Have a safe new year. Uh, the new year probably already happened by the time we release this. Yeah, definitely. So uh, love you guys for listening. Uh, we'll see you when we see you and catch you at another time. All right, later, guys. Bow. Bow.